Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. So anyhow, give us the 200 words or less on who you are and what you do and why we're talking. Before the dinosaurs were around, graduated from high school in Danbury and went to college and couldn't find a job in my field in marine biology. So I joined the Navy and never intended to leave. So I ended up doing a career. Actually, I got bumped on uh, President Clinton's uh, big cleanse the whole government roles but that mainly included uh, military. So I retired in 97 and my father-in-law was a, as a teacher. And so he got me a uh, student teaching and then I got my teaching degree and I taught for 21 years. And then I was looking through Groupon for various things. And I came, came across a voiceover home study course. And I said, well, I've been talking for most of my life. So there's a, maybe a good chance at uh, something I can keep on doing and, you know, keep out of my wife's hair. And I've enjoyed it. Yeah. And so the punchline is you and I connected and you yep. do the, these, the, uh, yes, the, I do. Yeah. The old man voice. For, I have uh, to do that after I've finished everything else for the day because it totally ruins my voice for the rest of the night. <laughs> you no, know, it's like those stories about the people who do the cartoon voices, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You got to gravel it up and, so, but the good news is if you have a cold, nobody's going to know. Nobody, I did once. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't able to do anything else that day, but I wasn't able to do that. <laughs> yeah. So going back to when we connected, I actually was, you know, I got samples from a handful of guys uh-huh. for this, right? You know, we listened through them all and I'm not really good at this sort of selecting people thing, but I asked my, my editors and they said, oh, this guy's the guy. Oh yeah. And then, and that was that was on the initial read, but tell me your side of that story. Like, what did you think when you got this, this piece of paper from me about the apocalypse? <laughs> well, it, it was, I go through the, um, all the wanted services and stuff and uh, pretty much anything I'll, I'll answer to. I've done, I've been Santa Claus and some little one act plays and stuff. My mother really enjoys listening to some of this stuff. And right now doing a lot of YouTube stuff. I don't even know what channels they are. So it's hard for me to tell her what to listen to. Is it only on pay platforms that you can get the after the apocalypse? No, it's all free. Because I've been trying to figure out a way for my mother to listen to it. You can find it on YouTube. I know it's uh, it's on Audible also. Yeah, it's on Audible, Spotify, blah, 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 blah. All you got to do is search for After the Apocalypse and you'll find it. And on YouTube, too, all it does is it shows the logo and then uh-huh. plays it, plays okay. the audio. Yeah. yeah I'm going to be going down there to see her in a couple of weeks. So I'll, uh, 
Well, your mom's got to be 100. 94. 94. My mom just is going to turn 90 this year. So My dad's 95. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Have you ever been to the villages? In in Florida? Yeah. No, no I have not. Oh, joy. It sounds very apocalyptic, though. Oh, yeah. We went and visited one time, and uh, once you get there, you can leave your car wherever you want to, and they go around in golf carts. Right. Uh, yeah, have golf everything carts. you could possibly want there. They have centers. of the Each village has their center. And, yeah, you can um, live there forever. And some of them do. Working through this this script, you know, we, we got started working together and, and, uh-huh. and then we started working on the scripts and it was like, no, no, it's gotta be, it's gotta be darker. Right. Everybody's, yeah, everybody's dead. Right. Well, the, uh, one of the interesting thing about doing voiceover for different things is different customers want different things. And a lot of times uh, people say, well, send me some samples. Well, it just doesn't really mean a whole lot because it might not be what you want. So it's more important to send me a script and I'll do what you want. And then there's also a sort of a, a standard that I've learned from uh, different um, folks I've learned from. And yours never met that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because I don't know what I'm doing, right? I'm one of those guys who just does stuff and then figures it out as he goes. So we started out, I was just handing you like three pages of prose right. and with no direction at all. The old and, guy at the river and yeah. And, and, you know, you struggled with some of those. Like, I did. And, and so we did some, yeah, you know, we, we did some correction. And then I realized like, okay, I'm hearing it one way when I read it, you're hearing it another. Um, so I need to do that direction. Right. Oh yeah. Um, on the read. And I, I don't know how much that helps, but I put in, yeah, the, okay, good. you know, notice the notice, notice the, the arc of this episode, right. It starts out slow. You know, well, you the notes the, really help out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of the one of the things when you're doing audio, especially narrative audio, is the silence is so important, right? The strategic silence. So if you can put those those um those pauses in the right places, it it's 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 more effective than yelling at people. Oh, absolutely. Right? It's more effective than having a gunshot. That silence any, is haven't like seen a, any, haven't seen any likes or ums in the scripts at all. Yeah. Yeah, that that silence in a in a narrative is like a gunshot. It just snaps people's attention, right? And uh, and yeah, the cadence and the modulation. But I think one of the things I noticed was towards the end of season one, we we sort of started to sink, right? Yeah, you you told me to bring it back down again. We started to sink in that like around episode. I think it was eighteen when they were in the ballpark. It 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 that was a really powerful episode. Right. And I, I think the read was really good there. Good. Well, one of, I guess I started being more narrative and more upbeat and stuff. And you pounded me back down again. is what I thought you were going with. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I don't, I, I can fix you, right. You just got done with a bunch of, you know, Cheerios commercials or right. whatever, whatever you're reading. Then you get a drop into the apocalypse and you're like, no, you can't do that, man. You got to yeah. gravel it up. You got to take a break. To get well, that's what again. I did. I, I told you I went downstairs and had one of those things you're drinking and uh, continued on. I am drinking. What am I drinking today? I, uh, this is a, this is a uh, nope, not a Sammy. It's a Voodoo Ranger Imperial oh. Imperial IPA. I actually have water. I got some of that too. But 
So in terms of the other thing that's interesting to me is that I'm feeding you this stuff. I know where the story's going. I don't. But, but I'm feeding you this stuff, and you have no idea where the story's going. No. So you're finding out what's happening as you read it. What's that experience like? Well, it's pretty interesting, especially uh, going on the, uh, the Facebook page and listening to some of the various folks talk about who's going to be what and you're an idiot for killing the dog and why didn't, you know, <laughs> the, the old lady's important. And, and I, I'm about maybe, you know, an hour ahead of them as far as knowing what the real answer is. So right. is yeah, you don't want to get the spoilers. And, and I think I lost you a couple of times where you're like, you got lost in the script. Um, but there's a point in season one where I did that, that flashback where you, where you see Janet silhouetted against the end edge of the, uh, the pit. And then we flash back. Right. And, and you get, you get kind of twisted up and I was like, where am I? What am I doing? So. Well, again, you, you say the big difference is, uh, you know, what you're thinking about for it. And sometimes just like using emojis, I think, you know, you know what you meant by using a, a eggplant, but the rest of the world thinks something different about it. Yeah. But I think that's okay. Cause once you, now that you've learned what I'm doing, you can color outside the lines and I try and, and you can, and you can bring your creativity to it. Right. And, and I think that's great. Right. Cause when, now that you know the narrative and the tone and, and, and the characters you can bring, you know, you can bring that extra. You know, it's like anything else, right? You got to learn the scales first before you write the symphony. I try to teach the guy that teach trumpet to, I try to teach him that. Yeah. It's like anything else. There's discipline, which leads to mastery. Now you, you said you're also writing other stuff too. Is this a, now do you have already something in your mind exactly, you know, like storyboarding the whole thing to figure out where you're going to go or. Yeah. So I have a loose storyboard of the five seasons oh, really? and for each for, as the seasons get closer, I storyboard the, the season huh. so that I know the episode arcs. Right. And, and I, and that's, it's pro forma. It changes once you get in there, mm-hmm. but it's pro forma that you're going to start at this point in time in this place with these characters and they're going to do this. Right. But more importantly, it's, it's what are the stakes, right? What's what's going on that's important? And and this is something I, you know, I spend a lot of time in um, doing presentations myself. And one of the things I always ask myself is, okay, I'm I'm showing this slide. Why do the people I'm showing it to care? Yeah. Right. And I ask that every time. Why do they care? I got this character in this place, and they're doing this. Why do we care? Right. And if we don't care, don't do it. Right. So, so that's what I try to bake into the, you know, what are the sort of, I don't know, macroeconomic or the overreaching sort of, I don't know, uh, stressors or, or goals for the season to get from A to B. And then I sort of paint it in as I go. Well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm getting better at that. Like well, I said, I'm learning as we go. One of the characters, I'm just lousy at names, the younger guy that they uh, picked up from the bus, he was a bus driver. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was. Brad. I guess I at first was voicing that wrong and you, you broke it up a little bit and said, okay, he's going to be a main character and he's a younger guy who worked at Walmart or whatever you said. I forgot exactly uh, what it my was. Dog. That's my dog making noise, by the way. I left mine downstairs. He's got, he's got the, te- I've got the tennis ball and he wants You're it. supposed to have him on the dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brad. 
Yeah, and originally he sounded super effeminate. First first couple times you did. Well, it, thank right? you. I used my own voice on that one. No, no, that was before you switched to your own voice. <laughs> that was before you switched to your own voice. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you chiching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, it's hard, right? Doing all the characters. And I, I can tell that's a stretch for you, but I think the story is is important enough or formed enough that you can get around that right well listen a number of uh audio books myself i I haven't actually um done a whole one myself but uh listening to different ones and i forgot i don't know who the 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 narrator is but he does grisham books Uh, the three grisham books are tied together and he was so amazing at putting the you know different little twists on each character and then i've also listened to some where they just flat out don't change character into intonation even right so try yeah. to be somewhere in between and at least bring out some accents and such as yeah. that you know you know what um really impresses me in those audiobooks is when they'll do an accent or a character voice and then that character will go away for about 200 pages oh i know and then they come back and they come back and they use the same exact voice well, right I, it's I, like I, bam i took a course online about how to do that and you have to like have your book in one file on your computer and put a demo voice of that character as a different file so that when the character comes back, you listen to that for a little bit, but you really have to be good to do that. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think about our characters in our, in our, yeah, it's a lot of fun, a lot I mean, of fun, but do they make sense? Are they doing what you think they should be doing? Yeah. I think, what was it? The old man actually ever going to have his name, by the way. No, it's Not a man anymore. with no name, man. It's an archetype. He's an anti-hero. No, he's like, pretty like, like Clint Eastwood or Mel Gibson. Well, he was actually wrong in the last episode, wasn't he? Yeah, they screwed up. Yeah. yeah. They came up with a stupid plan and then screwed it up. Yep. Which is exactly what I wanted to do, right? Yeah. Because when you watch these things on TV or read them in the books, it's always everything comes out perfectly and somebody's saved by the stroke of luck at the last moment, right? That's not how life works, mm-hmm. especially in the apocalypse. It's chaos, right? And you got you to tell some of that chaos. It's a happy chaos. Yeah. Hopefully it ends well. The dog doesn't die. But uh, so the other thing that I, I spent a lot of time thinking about was that um, that lead female character, um, KJ and Janet, right? Yep. She's got sort of a split personality. 
And that whole character arc of how she starts out in one place or as a mom, but then ends up being basically a bloodthirsty vigilante, right? Militant. Yeah, yeah. So I had a lot of fun with that character arc. But on purpose, I, I, I did this. I didn't make her like the 80s Hollywood heroine, you know, the sort of the, the yeah, fainting, fainting heroine, right? And on purpose, I didn't have the the uh, romantic subplot right because i don't know about you but i hate romantic subplots where they where they shoehorn them in where there's no reason for them right so they never get together the old man and janet oh well you know anything can happen but uh we'll 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 shoehorn in some uh some romance at some point but i just i hate it when people force that into situations where it's, it's almost like it's a formula in hollywood where it has to be there right yeah and it adds no value and that's why guys watch it or, or yeah, guys or ladies. I don't know. One of the two. And then the dog. Everybody loves the dog. Absolutely. So what do you think this dog looks like? This is our debate on the Facebook group. Because I had a very clear picture in my head of what it looked like. But then when I started asking people, everybody had a different idea. I don't know breeds very well, but I pictured a pretty stocky, golden re- large golden retriever type. Wolf. Not wolfhounds are skinny, aren't they? Yeah, but they're big. That's what I was saying. It's some sort of wolf. Wolfhound crossbreed with the hair and the tail. Yeah. yeah. But very so, capable. Yeah. We had fun with that. And, and the real struggle with the dog is trying not to anthropomorphize, which is a big word that means treat them make like them look like human. Treat, make them think yeah. like humans. Right. So we made, we spent a lot of time making the dog think like a dog. Right. Well, he was trained by humans pretty heavily though. Right. He's a military dog. He's a well-trained dog, but there's a difference between training and thinking, you know? So, yeah. so, so there's, there's emotion there, there's empathy there, but you don't, you can't, you gotta be really careful not to cross the line into, you know, the dog's thinking. Yeah. That's been, that's been a lot of fun as well. And you came up with all this stuff all from your noggin, huh? Yeah. I was telling a story last night. I was being interviewed by somebody and uh, you probably won't get this reference, but but other people will. So you ever watch the um, the X Men, the Marvel? Yeah, universe. Okay, you know they get that one guy. He's uh, Cyclops with the visor on. The guy with the visor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what my like brain burn stuff. Yeah, that's what my brain is like. You know when he takes off the <laughs> visor and it just blows everything up. That's what my Not brain Jordy is LaFour, like. Just- yeah, that's that's what my brain is like. As soon as I start writing, it's like. <laughs> So no, there's there's plenty more where that came from. Cool. My my biggest constraint is just having the the time to do it, right? The time, the time and the discipline to do it. No, I'm working on another series on the side, just a little it's a science fiction e kind of thing where I'm having some fun with it. And I just pushed the Mike and I just did the first episode. Uh, Mike Darling, um, one of our guys, who he uh, he's doing the voice on it as a fun project. We're doing like three episodes between seasons. But it's um, uh, the guy's like a uh, a medicated schizophrenic and an alien, alien possesses his head. The guy you're working with or the character? The character. Oh, that's okay. different. And, and the alien possesses his head. Wow. But, but the alien has uh, has chosen a uh, chosen a character uh, from like a, a Chandler or a um, um, Dashiell Hammett novel, sort of a Big Sleep or Maltese Falcon type. How the heck? How the heck? Um, 
you 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 work with two jobs. Um, <laughs> I got one real job. And you write two different things, and meanwhile, you're reading stuff like The Shining. I mean, excuse me, the the stand, the stand, yeah, well, which is not a little booklet. It that was hard to read. It, wow, the middle book. I thought of those three books. The middle book was hard to read. It just, just got really slow in the middle. It's almost like he forgot what he was writing about. Was that a, a newer version you read? So what I read was the author cut. So they went back. So when he published it, they cut. 300 pages out of it. Oh, wow. Or, or maybe more. They cut a whole bunch out of it when he published it. And he actually did the editing himself, not an editor. He pulled out, they said, it can't be this big. You got to cut some pages out. And I think it was originally six to 900 pages. Wow. And I got, I got the 1200 page version, the original uncut version by Stephen King. Yeah. And I just, I mean, King, King's a great writer. It's just, yeah. It's it's just not super compelling prose to me, like a you know, like a Vladimir Nabokov or a, you know somebody like that. You're, you're well more more well read than I am. Yeah, so I traveled a lot in early in my career. I traveled a lot. Spent a lot of time in airplanes. So I was the guy who who bought those books that everybody else threw away when yeah. they got out of high school. You know the the books that they made you read in high school. I, I bought those for my airplane reading. So I read my way through a whole bunch of classic literature. Um, that and science fiction, right? I just love science fiction. I burn it up. I actually just started listening to those on Audible when I take my dog for a walk. I'm in the middle of the Grapes of Wrath right now. That's a good one. That's a good one. Although I would say for Steinbeck, Cannery Row. Is- That's short, though. I, if I'm going to buy it from Audible, I don't want to you know, buy the book five off hour. Of- Again, somebody was forced to buy millions of copies of these in high school. Well, I'd, so I have the, you can I have the hour when I take my dog for a walk. You can get the a soft copy of that book for not, two bucks and trip over my feet when I'm taking the dog for a walk. Ah, <laughs> uh, Steinbeck, the Grapes of Wrath. See, that's kind of a that's kind of the Stephen King version of Steinbeck. Yeah. So, of Mice and Men is another good one. Um, yeah, that's one of yeah he's 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 got some very solid prose. And I got the long version of Moby Dick. I already listened to that. Yeah, that's a hard read. That's I didn't read, read it. Yeah, but even probably even a hard listen. It was. Yeah. The the one I didn't understand why they even wrote it was Catcher in the Rye. Catcher in the Rye was yeah that that's a coming of age story. The guy gets kicked out of school and goes to bars and. Avoids his parents. Yeah, that's a fifties version. It's yeah. like the the Chocolate Wars, um, the Outsider. Again, all the books you were forced to read in middle school. Yeah, I don't know if I ever did though. Yeah, I don't remember them. I've read all those books. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like See, it. that's what that's what I'm telling you. This stuff just has to come out somehow, right? It's well, a pressure cooker. Is, is this instead of sleeping or? No, I sleep. Actually, I'm one of those eight-hour-a-night guys, wow. right? I can't live with, unless I get my eight hours. I was always jealous of people like, you know, Sam Walton, where he's, where he's you know, working six and a half days a week and sleeping two hours a night. So, I think that's what Elon Musk does, too. I think yeah, exactly. These guys. It's, it's genetic or it's a psychological disorder. Right. But, uh, yeah, I like reading. One of, um, so I'm reading these um, – I've never read them before. I'm reading these noir books. I'm reading The Big Sleep, and I'm reading The Maltese Falcon. Wow. And, and they're wonderful. They're really wonderful. Prose-wise, they're wonderful. 
So anyhow, I'm a student of the sport, and I notice you're a big Boston fan. New England. Why is that? I'm a New Englander. You said Danbury, Connecticut, right? Yeah, which is I can see New York pretty much from my house, but uh, yeah. Okay, do, do you know the definition of New England? Yeah, I do actually. You know which which states are in New England? I'm still Connecticut is New England. So okay. Shout out. Okay. Yeah, New York is not. No, most of the people around me are definitely uh, Yankees or Mets fans. And teaching high school also was kind of fun because most of them were either Yankees or Mets fans. So I uh, got all the Wheaties box you know, boxes and put them around my room that uh, had anything like Ortiz or whoever. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, for whatever reason, my grandfather absolutely hated the Yankees. Yeah. And, and being uh, in Danbury and WPIX as a kid, had the Yankees games on all summer long. He'd sit there and watch every one of them and swear at it and all that stuff. And yeah, I just became one. So I had a client in Danbury. I remember staying in the Danbury Holiday Inn. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. A couple of funny stories about Danbury. You probably know that the Holiday Inn I'm thinking about. But uh, we did a really good job one day. And the, the guy, the boss at this company said, ah, take the rest of the day off, go home. So we went back to the, the uh, Danbury Holiday Inn and it was happy hour. So we started, uh, you know, maybe greasing the elbows up a little bit. And uh, before you knew it, we they had balloons there, like helium balloons. And we had engineered these balloons to carry shot glasses around the bar. Yeah. So we, yeah, we didn't get thrown out, but we were having fun. And then they also had, um, what they had, they had, was a karaoke night at the Danbury Holiday Inn, which is something out of a bad movie. Like yeah, you could a write a bad movie around that. Yeah. So, now, how yeah. do you end? Is that across? How, when was this? How long ago? Oh, God. 30 years ago. It was right next to a rotary, I think, if I remember what? correctly. A rotary? Do you have rotaries down there? Not, boy. Danbury? No. I don't think so. No, maybe it was just a big interchange. But anyhow, that's my Danbury story. Across from Bradley's? Or, I think I think across from Bradley's in the theater? You know, I could probably dig through my uh, my stuff and find a packet of matches. And, uh, that's all right right the uh yeah i've been everywhere like you have so that get, that's another thing that gives you stuff to write about right when you've been everywhere you have that that's but some of mine you don't want anybody to know about yeah some of those stories you got to keep to yourself yep <laughs> all right i'll let you go thanks for coming on anything any any feedback you have for me i'm always asking for feedback and you never give me any so well, i told you, you some of the mistakes you've made and yeah thank grammar you for that. thank you for I, that I think I've asked you one or two things. Like this is the this is the um, the chagrin part of our process where Robert sends me the recording. I listen to it. I go, "Hey, you missed a bunch of words in this sentence." And then I read the sentence in the script. And I go, "Oh, that was me." Yeah, that was <laughs> me. <laughs> That's because I'm always rushing. I'm always late. All right. Um, this year, I'll try to do it earlier. Well, one of Before the things with voiceover is you get the habit of trying to do things quickly and. Uh, a lot of times, like you say, there's a six and a half hour difference between me and the client. And I really don't have any time to ask questions. And so I just do it. And if they decide there's a mistake, then they tell me and then I fix it. Yeah. So, okay. As I take you to the exit here, tell everybody um, how to find you. So if anybody needs a, you know, your, your voice on the, their answering machine. Well, my website is uh commandvoices.com. When I, right. when I went to get a, a, a website command voice, was a few hundred dollars a year and command voices 
and I figured I'm going to be doing more than one voice was like five bucks a year. There you so, go. That's how I chose that. And in, in, in the Navy, having a command voice is an important thing. So that's where it came from. Yeah, that's an Army thing, right? That goes way back. Huh? Yeah, all, all the services. Yeah. All right. Enjoy. Have a great one. Yeah, you enjoy your uh, your summer off. Well, I got my grandson down there. I'm going to go be, uh, go play with him. All right. Cheers. Bye-bye. Enjoy. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.